Hello and welcome to episode number 159 of the Best Linux Games Podcast coming to you on this glorious Tuesday, uh, 14th of November 2017 or for our sequel friends, 2017, 1114 at 1442 p.m. Pacific Coast time, the coast with the most. I'm your host, Skooky Sprite, of course, and over there in the booth, crack engineer Ivor Molina, holding up the whiskey sign, cheers Ivor, you're fired, mm-hmm. Yes, I am aware that we are late. I am sorry we are late. Uh, I cannot undo the fact that we are late. Um, But better us than your girlfriend. So, uh, let's see. Let's get straight to our top stories. We have a lot of fucking show for you this fucking week, motherfuckers. First in our top stories, I have switched to Ubuntu 16.04, actually, I think. Uh, Well, I won't. We have a lot of stuff to get to, so I won't get sidetracked here. Um, mm. And uh, that's a good thing. Kind of. Except I hate everything about Ubuntu 16.04. I hate Unity. Uh, not the development thing, but Unity, Ubuntu's totalitarian, fucking awful, awful, awful desktop. Um, do not like it at all. Not one bit. Uh, never liked it that much. Um, but now I'm giving peace a chance. So, where uh, while we have this setup, that while we have this setup this way, um, expect developments in the uh, uh, Linux VR arena over the coming weeks. Our feature this week is we're clearing the decks, kind of, because we're just gonna have two features. One of them is new in Linux, which is just new games that run on Linux. It's a short feature. And then our second feature is our review of Spaz 2, Space Pirates and Zombies 2, uh, which is the same thing as the column, which can be found at bestlinuxgames.com. www.bestlinuxgames. Click on the link up at the top that says the column, and you can read all about Space Pirates and Zombies. Uh... Yes, it's an excellent game. Uh, one last thing, our top stories. Flatpak is still working. Uh, and I'm still working on it. Um, I've been playing a lot of Dead Cells, which is fucking fantastic! Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm still working on kicking out a guide on how to flatpak your games. Um, that's what that has morphed into. So without further ado, let's get straight to our first feature. Um. Yeah, Ivor. Yeah, our our. Yeah, I know Ivor. Everything's fucked up over here. Uh, oh, please hold the line. Oh my God! It's Bolivians. Bolivians. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooby. So, our first feature, uh, which is just basically our new and noteworthy, um, was so big that, uh, our new and noteworthy was so big this week that I thought, fuck it, we'll just do a feature on it. So, we're gonna go very quickly here, because I want to talk predominantly about Space Pirates and Zombies 2, and we're on this crippled machine, and I don't know how much time we have! Oh, God! 
So first off, uh, in our new and noteworthy, in our new and Linux feature, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, we have F1 2017, which is a fairly interactive port for those fans of you who love F1 racing. It ostensibly does not get any better than this. I hate F1 racing. I bought the game anyway because um, I love Feral, and so that's good. Now well, let's go to our next game, a game that I do not hate um, and truly, truly love. One of the sequel to a game that I wish I had had more time to play, the first one of Hand of Fate 2 has been released, and it is just as good as the first one. For those of you who are not familiar with Hand of Fate, you, uh, you take on the role of you playing a card game whose cards turn into real things, and you play against the Game Master. Um, once again, we play our dangerous game. Uh, and they turn into real 3D, you know, fighting encounters and stuff with uh, the attributes and powers and uh, items and stuff that you've unlocked previously in the card game. It is super fun. It is super cool. It is super polished. It is super rad. Uh, Hand of Fate 2 can be had for... Oh, shit. My Steam just crashed. Hand of Fate 2 is $29.99. Uh, F1 2017, the Feral Interactive port, is uh, significantly more expensive. I think it's $49.99. But I have not checked that. Uh, up next in our new and Linux is a game that doesn't work at all. It's fucking broken. Uh, but it does bear mentioning because it did launch with Linux support ostensibly. It doesn't work. It does, this game does not work. It's called Pinball. And it features one interesting twist on the traditional uh, pinball equation. Uh, pinball actually lets you make your own pinball machines uh, and stuff if it worked. So I've been trying to get that to work, which it does not. It does not work. Pinball does not work. Newsflash, pinball does not work. But uh, it's a cool concept, and it's a cool enough concept to bear mentioning. So blah. Pinball is $4.99, but don't buy it because it doesn't work on Linux yet. Mm. Although they say it does. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Pinball does not work. Okay. Uh, next, we have uh, a game with Jack, also jacked up game, but looks really cool. It's called Star Blast. Star Blast is... Uh, $8.99 and it looks like the first truly Linux compatible without having to use wine um uh oh god what was the name of that game? Continuum subspace slash continuum uh so it's a top down massively multiplayer uh asteroid style arena shooter um it's controls are all fucked up but that's okay, they did launch with Linux, so check it out, uh, Star Blast. The, it checks off a major, uh, a major item on my list, uh, uh, subspace continuum, subspace slash continuum, uh, play like, ow! Shit's falling over. Um, so that's Star Blast. Star Blast. Also featuring fucked up controls is a game called Slashers, which is either designed for the keyboard, which makes no fucking sense, because it's a fighting game. Um, or no, that's not Slash... No, it's Clash of the Robots. Clash of the Robots is a fighting game that was either designed for the keyboard or refuses to recognize any fucking, uh, controller import... Imp input. Um, where the... F 
show me. I had all this set up before Steam crashed. Clash of the Robots, which is uh, $9.99. One cool thing about Clash of the Robots is it's all online. So it's you, it's, you know, you're fighting against other real people. The fact that it uses the keyboard or forces me to use the keyboard or just does not recognize my fucking controller makes it not that much fun. Now, back to Slashers, the power battle, which, you know what, I don't think I've even tried yet. It's $6.99. Build itself as Get Ready for Intense 2D Arcade Fighting. Spirit of Old School Fighting Games is back with Slashers, the power battle. Inspired by the classic fighting game series, Slashers, the power battle delivers it all. It's it's fast, it's full-on, it's tactical, it's online, and it's fun. Um... And they say it works with Ubuntu 12.04, uh, so it should run, but who knows. And then, uh... Oh, yes! An entry into the Soda Girls um, and Batardia conflict, the ancient conflict for the worst uh, Steam store copy ever. World Enter World of Fat! Which is a game that I've been meaning to mention on here. Uh... What? Hang on. Sea of Fatness. Not World of Fat. Sea of Fatness. Sea of Fatness. Save humanity together. This is amazing, amazing, amazingly bad copy. I did buy the game. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but Sea of Fatness Save Humanity Together is a dystopian game about a future reigned by Fat and Mr. Trumpet. Only you and the power of burgers and apples can save the world from this man. Sink Mr. Trumpet's holy ark before he grabs the money and escapes to Cuba. So, uh, Sea of Fatness is $4.99. It looks like a 2D side-scrolling platformer kind of thing, maybe, maybe not, who knows I haven't played it yet I bought it, there you go uh, okay, cool that, yeah, we're, I, like I said we're going fast and short um, like sex uh yeah, so we had F1 2017, Feral Interactive, Hand of Fate 2, Pinball, which is broken Pinball is broken, broken is the pinball Clash of Robots uh, Star Blast with its jacked up controls Slashers, the power battle, fucked up controls, and uh, Sea of Fatness. So, I will hit them with our next feature. What do you think? Oh my god, it's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature, I can't read you. I can't read you, I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. Alright, so our second feature this week, and before we close the show, is Spaz 2, Space Pirates and Zombies 2. Now, if you want to just read my feelings, my thoughts and feelings on Space Pirates and Zombies 2, uh, you can check out the column, Um But, so here are, so here's the deal. I never got to play the first Space Pirates and Zombies, which was a huge cult smash hit. Um... Because by the time it came to Linux, it, it had all these fucked up uh, play me- not play mechanics. It wasn't designed fucked up, but it didn't quite run smoothly on uh, my Linux at the time, and so I never played it. 
this the original was a two dimensional um, top down kind of uh, strategy space combat game kind of thing where you got to build your own ships. The second game, the sequel, I'm gonna say just on intuition, is smarter, simpler. It is rock stupid to learn how to play Space Pirates and Zombies 2. It is also fantastically fucking gorgeous. I mean, it is ridiculously gorgeous. Um, And it's super funny. They spent a lot of time uh, writing the dialogue for this game, and the voice acting is really great. With one exception, your main character, Elsa, the captain of uh, the Clockwork, or in my case, I named my ship the Klubeck Dementia, um, sounds just like out here in Las Vegas, our local NPR affiliate, KMPR, our, its station manager, her name is Flo Rogers. This sounds... Every line that Elsa speaks sounds exactly like Flo Rogers, which is fucking bizarre. Like, I I seriously, I got really stoned a couple nights ago, and I was thinking about recording some of the dialogue, but then I remember that I was on Ubuntu, and that, you know, it's going to be difficult enough to record the podcast. Um, some of her dialogue, and calling into the station, and playing it for her, like with like they used to do on Howard Stern with the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger guy who built the Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. I'm going to take the dog, Jimbo! I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, I want them answered immediately! Get me to the chopper! You know, but instead with like Flo Rogers listening to her own voice over the phone, which would be hilarious. But anyway, so it all takes place in des- desperate, disparate, far flung, highly factionized, factionalized science fiction space opera future where uh, you and the crew of the intrepid Klubeck Dementia, in my case, uh, or the Clockwork, the Clockwork crew, rebuild their ship following the first game, which I don't even know anything about really, um, to be honest uh, other than what I've read in the historical documents contained within Spaz 2 so, you guys rebuild your ship, and uh, you know, you've won you're cruising the universe and stuff mm. it's highly factionalized universe there are like seven different factions that control like the universe and uh, this is kind of like the tutorial mode of the game. It's like the first... It doesn't matter because you, it, the tutorial stuff that's in Space Pirates and Zombies is almost indistinguishable from the actual gameplay. So that by the time you get to like 10 hours into the game, ah, it you become like kind of thunderstruck at like the sheer amount of crazy shit that you are actually managing and doing like all simultaneously like in my case, it was like, I had this realization, I'm like, oh, okay, I have five, I have my own faction now, I have these five outposts, these five star bases, um, and I'm trying to clear my bounties, because people have put bounties on me, while trying to recruit, um, some more, some good space, uh, pilots, so that I can have a better wingman, in case these guys actually come to collect the bounties on me, because the bounties are really expensive, and I don't have the money for them, while I'm trying to clear out the pirates that have moved in to hijack my space lanes um, from two of my uh, star bases to my main hub. Now, all of the action... So, there are two main screens to uh, Space Pirates and Zombies 2. 
The first is like a tactical map. It's a strategic map. It's like the entire universe. You have to explore new sectors to un to to like undarken them so you can see what's going on in them. Um, but once explored, they remain explored. You zoom in to your ship, which is just like a little arrow, little arrow. Zoom out, and you see the entire universe. The big, it's just a big map. Then the other major screen is combat, and combat takes place in a third-person camera um, thing over your actual ship, and you actually fight. You actually, you know, blah. And the coolest thing about Space Pirates and Zombies Two is that you can assign, you can take as much control over the combat as you want. For instance, if you want to manually assign weapon groups to specific hotkeys and stuff, so that you can, like, only use, uh, you know, SRM, ion SRMs, well, then you can map them to button one. That's fine. You can do that. I want button, I want, you know, the three key on my keyboard to fire all my sniper rifles. You can do that. If you want. I don't particularly like it. I like the normal battle wagon mode, which just fires everything that you have at all times. Now, the space combat is, it seems really simple at first, but it's actually really, really, really um, nuanced and nuanced and not complicated, but uh, building your ship is a huge important thing, and you can rebuild your ship because all the parts are modular. So it's kind of like a cross between uh, Reassembly or Captain Remix Forever with uh, Space Pirates and Zombies. When you build your ship, which you can't do like in combat, obviously, but that's the other main screen. That's the third main screen. It just presents you with your ship, and you use your own tractor beam to pull off parts, add parts, compare parts, and hot swap parts that are all floating around you in space. They're all the parts that you've had in your cargo hold. This is really cool. Cursor over uh, a part, and you get to see its stats. Right-click on it, and then cursor over... Right-clicking highlights a part, and cursor over any other part, and it'll show you a comparison view of the part that you selected with the part that you're highlighting. Uh, Right-click again, if I remember correctly, to hot-swap those parts, which is great. So you can totally experiment very, very quickly once you get the hang of it with, like, just insanely different ship builds with insanely different weapon types. Now, in terms of weapon types, there are tons of fucking weapons in this game. You're gonna need a lot of guns, and the game has a lot of fucking guns. Um, mm. There are sniper rifles, there are mass effect bombs, there are uh, multiple fly-by-wire missiles, uh, and there are three main uh, damage categories that all of these weapons affect. Uh, Shields, armor, and health. Some weapons are really good at taking down shields. Other weapons are really only good at taking down armor. Other weapons are really good at shields and armor, but not so good at health. Other weapons are only good at health. Some weapons are good at all three, but they're not very good at any of them. So, uh, there's chainsaw beams, there's, um, there's, uh, torpedoes, there's, uh, uh, torpedo bomblets, there's, uh, there's miniguns, there's chain guns, there's omni turrets, there's, uh, directional fire turrets, there's, uh, all, all this shit, all this shit. But even better, and what you come to appreciate and like best of all, especially once you've gone like about midway through the game, are your ability 
are the metal mother motherfucker the dialogue is hilarious they call the ship the engineer calls the ship the metal mother be here man the metal mother gonna be here for you always uh, <laughs> his name's I can't remember but anyway mm. I can't remember what the fucking Rasta guy's name is white Rasta guy smoking two fucking spleefs um, but anyway the cool, one of the coolest things about combat, as you will discover eventually, once you've, you know, advanced the metal mother, uh, to, you know, a certain midpoint in the game, more or less, you'll come to appreciate them a lot, because they become very effective, are your ability to launch and control, um, numerous, uh, subships from the mothership, numerous small, medium, or large fighters. And these small, medium, and large fighters can also launch their own small, medium, or large fighters. Which is fucking crazy because graphically it becomes over-fucking-whelming when you see, like, when you launch, like, um... I don't know, like, uh... Eight... Eight, uh, mid-sized fighters each with, like, four of their own little sub-fighters. So you have, like, fucking 32 fucking things flying around. It's just fucking nuts. And, you know, you're spraying electric death and canonized death and shotgun death. There are shotguns in the game. Uh, sniper rifle death and fly-by-wire missile clouds and you're shooting down. Your miniguns are trying to shoot down all this incoming fucking missiles. And you're just... So it's very frantic, very frenetic. It does involve a good deal of skill, strategy, and tactics. Um, both in terms of building your ship and knowing how to use your ship and figuring out what another ship's actual abilities might be to get in and out of a pocket alive. In and out of a combat pocket alive. Um, so most of which you initiate, because you're a fucking space pirate, baby. Um, look for the weaker ships. Prey on the weaker ships that are isolated from their factions. Or just hunt bandits. Anyway, another cool thing is the st- are the star bases on the strategic map. Everything to get to get from one point to another in the game requires res, or short for resin, which is like this super far flung 128th element or whatever um, in the periodic table that enables uh, ships of your size to do faster than light uh, travel. Um, so you're constantly cruising at like kind of a sub sub light warp speed. So, to get from one place to another requires res, so you're going to need to mine a lot of res, or pillage a lot of res, or buy and trade a lot of res. I like to mine for it, because mining is great, because it uh, gives you a good sense of how powerful, overall, your ship is. Some people may find it tiresome, um, because once you're in a mining pocket, a mining op, then once you leave it, you can't go back. So it's not like something you can save in the middle of. Uh, which is kind of by design, I'd imagine, because they don't want you to be able to get 17,000 res by just playing the first, you know, three hours of the game in a mining op field. But you you can do that. You can you can mine every fucking asteroid and come out with, you know, four or 5,000 um, res in, you know, about 45 minutes, which is great, because res is expensive. Res is very rare. But even cooler. So all these factions that have all these star bases, and eventually you'll have your own faction with its own star bases. All star bases have a really cool thing. They have a trade. Um, there are trading outposts, 
And the prices that, you know, you can buy and sell at are reflective of your overall relationship with the faction itself. You can do things to suck up to a faction, like clear out bandits, uh, save their transports when they're under attack, um, go to, you know, form straight up allegiances with, uh, uh, allegiances with them and, uh, engage in wars with, you know, with, uh, the factions that they're engaged in wars with and stuff like that, which is all great. Or you can just simply bribe the leader of the faction up to a certain point. They will accept bribes. Now, when you create your own star bases, though, you have to pick. Each faction has its own special technology that they invented, you know, millennia ago. Um, And so you have to pick which which star, which faction's technology you're going to rip off with your faction's newest starbase and this really, really really pisses them off especially if you don't make reparations to them, like immediately after you set up a starbase with them like let's say you set up three starbases in a row that use like uh, the um, the civilian faction which I think is shields or hull if you set up three in a row they will get really angry and they will put like a 68 thousand credit bounty on you, which is like more money than I've ever had in the entire fucking game at any one point, and everyone in the universe will come after you, and will be more strong than you, and you will die, and they will make you die, and you will die, and die, and die, and die so, it, it it's cool, it's better to either split up the factions that you rip off which also serves a, a strategic function in that all of your star bases link up to your star base, you delegate for the most part uh, the star bases that you set up beyond the first one that you set up, which is like your central hub, your capital, you can move it to wherever you want, but um, all the trade-offs from other star bases in your faction go to you, and that loads up your personal stockpile, which you can collect every time, you know, it gets filled if you want. It get, it, it, there's no upper limit to how much shit it can hold in there, and it can hold a lot of shit once you have, like, ten fucking star bases. Oh, man, you are rolling in the dough. So, anyway, going back to the individual star bases, this includes your own faction. All star bases have this. There's an arena, and the arena is a holographic um... Blood sport that's virtual reality. It doesn't involve your ship. You get a free ship for that arena event. And the arena has um, like f- seven different, um, <laughs> what do you call them? Um, rankings. There's like zero, is like cadet, and then there's captain, and there's veteran, and then there's uh, something else, and then there's like elite. Cool things about the arenas one, they don't cost anything to enter. Two, they put you right in a one-on-one battle in a ship that you have never flown that shows you how you can build your own ships. So, like, and the first time that you fight, and the arenas are all different on every starbase. I mean, some of them repeat, but they only repeat in terms of the ship that you get to fly. And they get harder and harder. Blah. This is really cool because if there's one thing that the game lacks, it's a comprehensive weapons tutorial. Because the weapons are really, really complicated uh, once you know what you're doing. Like, it took me eight hours to figure out just how complicated the weapons thing was that I, you know, blah. Because I wanted to max my threat level so I could beat the game. And that took five hours. It took me five hours to beat the game. I was at the end of the game 
which turns out to really just be the tutorial mode for the sandbox, but that's a different story. So, the cool thing about the arena is, one, you get credits, a pittance of credits, but two, you earn fame and reputation from your arena battles uh, with that faction, which is really cool. It lowers your prices at that starbase. Um, and gives you uh, better trade advantage uh, when you're selling them res or the goons that repair your ship. You have to have a... They're like slaves. You have like this goon swarm that uh, that repairs your ships and flies your subships and stuff like that. Well, you can have super hot bunking going on and ultra super hot bunking is something you don't want to see. When the goons start ultra hot bunking, super ultra hot bunking, it is... It is a perilous universe that you are existing in, my friend. So you gotta offload some of that human cargo uh, you know, for the benefit of the ship and trade it for some red-hot credits. Um, what's even cooler, though, is the way that the arenas, each each starbase has its own arena ship. So there's like so mo- many reasons to fucking fly to every starbase you can and complete as many arenas as you can for that it also gives you reputation with the faction not just the faction owner but with the the faction itself and the starbase owner himself which is fucking cool and necessary but best of all it teaches you all the weapons in the game and how to build cuz like your ships can be like my first ship was so fucked up looking back on it now it was so fucked up. My first ship design was like, I don't even know what you're, like, if if I were to look at it now, and I have, because, well, I won't ruin that surprise for you, but, um, I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? I wasn't thinking. Obviously, there was no thought at all involved in this ship. Eventually, you will spend a lot of time, uh, and thought processes, thought processes, thought processes, synaptic cycles will be spent and obliterated, obliterating, um, on the exact weapons combinations that you would like, the exact weapon combinations that you have, the exact number of cores that you would like, the exact number of cores that you have. So, okay, so your central ship has one core. That's like, you know, where you live. It has all these subcores that connect to that subcore. Then there are these three classes of parts. There are noses, wings, and engines. Wings go on the sides of subcores. Noses go on the front of subcores. They don't have to be at the front of the ship. They can be at the back of the ship. Um, and engines go on the back of the ship, the back of subcores, which can also go on the front of the ship. If the subcore is facing backwards, then you're okay, fine. You put that that you know bond, then you have a nose on the front. You can have an entire ship that is just noses and engines. Because each part, instead of wings, um each part, noses, wings, and engines, have a weapon mounted on them, or a series of weapons mounted on them, or have a special ability, like they enable you to uh control four more small fighters that are autonomously you can't control them but they're just like randomly spit out there and like they can have multiple roles they could be defensive they could be offensive they could you know blah 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 then you need so the first challenge is to get enough credits to actually you know build the ship that you want 
then you have to source the parts. You have to go to the market tab outside of a Starbase. There's this great tabular thing. The whole game is evidently vir- uh, optimized for virtual reality, which sounds really cool, but I could see it might be a pain in the ass, because I only learned how to play it with the keyboard and mouse. Um, so, you go to you, you have to source the parts that you want, and depending on your level, there are different parts available, and there are three classes of parts. There are small, medium, and large. Small parts only take up one socket on a subcore. Medium take up two, and large take up three. And then there's quality variances between all of these, one star, two star, three star, and it goes up to as high, and I've never seen one of these, but as high as five or six stars. I've beaten the game, by the way. It is a fantastic game, and it does earn Best Links Games Podcast highest honor that we can bestow. It earns the worth full price, any price, all day, every day. Fucking don't wait for a sale. Spaz 2 will intoxicate you with its glorious bloody slaughter. Oh, yes, you will kill many, many things. So, okay. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into building your ship eventually but you're not aware of it for the most part until at least halfway through the game and that's when you start to get good at spaz 2 um which is great it's it's really cool to have a game that is this perfectly balanced where you don't even really notice that you're oh I'm learning stuff or like you know blah because you're just playing the game and the game just tells you things it's like oh yeah super hot bunking super ultra hot bunking is going on attention attention you're going to hear by the way this New Year's Eve this New Year's our, our last episode of the year this year this year this year this year this year of the year um, our year end uh, game of the year awards are going to be filled with dialogue stolen directly from Space Pirates and Zombies 2 because it has some of the funniest fucking lines that you've ever... Super Ultra Hot Bunking is occurring. Super Ultra Hot Bunking detected. (laughs) Shut it down! Shut that damn thing down! I hate that thing! So, uh, I forgot where I was or what I was talking about or what I was babbling about, but Eventually, the zombie outbreak begins again. Your worst nightmare begins to occur. And Zombies in Space Pirates and Zombies 2 has such a cool zombie premise. I can't tell you anything about it. If you're a veteran of the first game, you will be intimately familiar already with the enemy that you're fighting. But what's hilarious is the way your characters react to like when the zombie outbreak begins and how they have to fight the zombie outbreak because they've done this before they're like oh my god not fucking again are you out of your fucking mind this cannot be happening this cannot be happening but um so the zombies slowly take over uh all sectors that they can touch they want more 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 they want resources because they're almost like a nanovirus um but it's a parasitic it's a symbiotic pseudo-parasite kind of thing that takes over pilots by taking over their ship and then takes over the pilot and fuses them with the ship which is really cool so when the zombies come some of your best friends become your worst enemies it's really neat um, because you know they get killed by zombie ships and uh, 
you know, and it's all random. I mean, you know, it's all procedurally generated, and it's fucking brilliant. The AI is really, really good. Um, it's a little easy the first time through, but that's because it's the tutorial, which prepares you for the sandbox. Now, here's the cool thing about the zombies. The zombies have a number of special abilities that really suck and make life pain. They have, like, a hive mind. So, anytime that you engage in battle, like, a normal battle with, like, a weaker ship than you, like, let's say at the start of the game, that doesn't have a faction, um, that's just a lone pilot, and you, you try to jack his shit, there's a big red circle, and time starts to go by really fast for, like, uh, I don't know how long it it actually elapses for, but it's long enough for other ships to join the fight. And then they get to pick sides. Same as you, when you join a fight, which is a big red circle, that means there's a fight going on that you can join. Some of them you don't want to join for one reason or another, and some of them don't actually offer you an advantage to join. But apart from the experience... Um, of fighting, you level up very quickly in the game, which is cool, because by level 12 you can start your own starbase, it took me an hour in the sandbox to get to level, or a little over an hour maybe two hours to get to level 12 so I could have my own faction again um zombies, however swarm those types of events, if you attack a zombie ship and there are any zombie ships anywhere near there they will swarm that fight. I think a battle seats as many as four or five participants. So it could be you and your wingman, which you need to have a faction to have a wingman. Having a wingman is great, though, because you can have a wingman who's like a hundred times better than you, if you're really careful, if you're really good. And you can give them gifts that can help them upgrade themselves. So you can, if you unlock certain perks that let you buy parts for your ship that you can't use yet, you can buy those parts and give them to your wingman and you'll use them. Which is really cool. Because then he could be like fucking, you can be like threat level 27 and he can be threat level 45, which means, you know, he's almost twice as good as you. And so then both of you together in one pocket, one pocket battle, you can fuck shit up really hardcore. So anyway, so first bad thing about the zombies is they will swarm an engagement. If they can get there, they will be there. If you try to kill one of their ships. Same thing with their star bases. Taking down star bases is always fun and educational and entertaining. I prefer to do it only to bandits because bandits have no faction because they are lawless cocksuckers, which we are essentially, but we are civilized lawless cocksuckers. Uh, rapacious, civilized rapacity um, we aren't some sort of savages. We only destroy those with whom we are not in allegiance with at the moment, uh, as Carl might say. Um, so they swarm. Taking down star bases is really fun, especially because they're powerful beam arms. They're not called powerful beam arms. That's from uh, Metal Black. The Earth entered into the Silent Times. Um, because you can take a, you can destroy the the arms of space stations, which are where they launch their light fighters from, which all of which you have to kill in order to end an engagement. You have to have no opposition left in a pocket in order to end an engagement. So frequently, especially uh, around middle to all the way through the end of the game, you will be getting picked apart by, you know, 50 small little fucking ships that aren't so small and aren't little so little and are really fucking hurting the fuck out of you while you're trying to fight their capital ships 
It's really, really cool. Um, so the other thing that the zombies have going for them is they're really super strong in general. Um, and they have this infector bomb that they can launch at you. The infector bomb is an area of effect weapon that once it reaches its target, which it can chase for a long time, so you need a lot of boost, you need a lot of speed to get away from them, um, and you're never really quite away from them. Sometimes I like to fly into them at mat when I have my boost charged all the way so I can use all that boost fuel and boost right through them because they explode into an area of effect blood cloud that uh, quickly, very, very quickly drains your shields and then begins to do unbelievable damage to your hull. And it can infect the components on your ship. Infected components can be cleaned uh, by using goons, but then they have to be repaired. If you can't afford, they're really expensive to repair in terms of the goon lives that will be sacrificed. Um, so if they can't, if you don't have the goons to repair a part, it's best to really pull that part off your ship and put it in your inventory until you get enough goons, because otherwise the infection will spread across your ship and eventually it will kill you. So that's one hazard of... The, the, those, are, those are essentially the biggest hazards. The other hazard about the zombies and the coolest thing about the zombies is that they respect no faction. They, res they have no allegiance to anything other than the infection itself. So they will go... They will take over sector by sector slowly... Drip by drip by drip by drip by drip by fighter by fighter by fighter by fighter by sector by sector by sector until they control everything. And then you die. Then you will die. You will die. Um, it is fucking awesome. It is the epitome of beer and pretzels fucking uh, beer and pretzels fucking. Yes, at last. Finally, the pretzel goes in the beer oh yeah sweet pretzel satisfaction that was a porno that I just made up in my mind about beer and pretzel fucking um super ultra hot bunking detected super ultra hot bunking detected uh I wish that our setup right now was uh good enough so that I could I haven't set up um I haven't set up Jack D yet because I wanted to record this week's episode. Well, this is now last week's episode of the podcast. But whatever, it's only Tuesday. It's not as late as we've ever been. We've been as late as Wednesday, so. Mm. Look, look to this space, young graduate. As you go forth into the world of space pirates and zombies, as you listen, addicted, hopelessly, to this fantastic show that we put together out of our own love for you, the listener, me and Ivor. Oh, Ivor hung himself. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Ivor's dead again. Uh, I guess I shouldn't fire him every week. Um, you will hear in this show on an increasing basis... All of the funny, all of the funny, the funny, funny sounds. Um, because the, there are some lines in this game that are just so fucking priceless in terms of voice acting. It's second only. It might be, it might be, uh, it might be actually tied with, um, Saints Row Four. It's that funny. It is so fucking funny. 
on a consistent basis. It's just hilarious. And the combat is exciting. It is simple, but it's very it's 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 easy to pick up. It's it's like chess. It's it's a lot like chess. It's not anywhere near as good as chess. Space Pirates and Zombies isn't like the one game to rule them all for forever. But the second I beat it, literally, this this is a rare thing. The second I beat it, I was like, oh, let's see what the sandbox is like. And so then I start playing the game again. But now you can in the sandbox you can tune everything. Now there are some problems with Space Pirates and Zombies. Um, the only one I can think of off the top of my head is that it doesn't have online multiplayer support, but that is also kind of, I imagine, by design. The other problem, because, like, it would just, it would fuck up the game in a big way if you had this persistent universe. There's not really a reason for it, because the game is meant to be constantly iterated over by a single player. The other major problem, though, and this one is kind of it strikes, and no pun intended, strikes more at the core of uh, of something that is, you know, not that great in the game. Um, I'm there is ostensibly this idea of synergistic subcores where they don't really explain how this fucking works, and it doesn't really always work. And when it does work, it doesn't work all that great. And it's supposed to be like this philosophy of linking subcores to each other in like a loop so that they feed each other more power and it's like it's like if you have like six loop six subcores together like in a three on three stack with like your main core in the middle on the right if you can imagine that um so that would be five subcores in your main core then like the cores on the left get like a 50% power boost or something but it doesn't make any sense and beyond that, for as much as like they kind of want, seem to want to make that into like a big aspect of the game it doesn't factor into the game for me at all, I beat the game without like using any, I had to learn about what synergy was, and then I tried it and I was very disappointed with it um, and then I just went on and I beat it my own way, which is really cool, um, cause the game the, the dude abides, the game abides, so yeah Space Pirates and Zombies 2 is uh, it's way less expensive than you would expect because uh, it's brand new it came out last week and that's one of the reasons the other reason why uh, we are late this week Space Pirates and Zombies 2 is $19.99 all day, every day, every way $3.65 worth that price now and forever it earns our highest honor it is a blast up frag fest of, of joy, hope Peace, love, and uh, space pirates and zombies too. So that's our show for this week. I'm sorry we are so late, but hey, what are you going to do? I will see you on Friday or sometime this weekend. Cheers! Uh, Check out Space Pirates and Zombies too. Also, check out Hand of Fate too. And if you're into F1 racing, F1 2017 by Farrell is widely regarded as one of the most beautiful racing games ever made. It's just with F1 racing. I hate F1 racing. F1 racing is is it's 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 a circle. It's 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 a nightmare. Actually no, that's NASCAR. But F1 racing I guess it can be fun. I mean, you can have like twisty tracks. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. But I looked at a video of it. It's fantastic. And Feral, I love you, Feral Interactive. I love you. I love you, baby. 
Oh, baby, you, you got what I need. That's right. I will catch you later on this week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I forget that fake news. It's the Vertellis. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada e. Four or five times. Matt Damon. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.